Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Well, then how come it's a second-player score? <laughs> You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Alright, so here we are with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score, the band. I am Brian and we have Kyle and Yo. Dan, who drove here Hello. through a torrential downpour. It's like a 30-second downpour <laughs> on a bridge. That's that's scary, man. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that, that bridge is kind of like, you know, kind of sketchy at times, right? Because you can actually feel it kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's everyone <laughs> around you that's, yeah. One pit maneuver, you're going off the side of that right, bridge. Right, right. Well, we are, we are glad you made it. And, <laughs> Me uh, too. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll just get right down to it. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know every time we do the show, we talk about our three favorite subjects. We talk about a band, and we talk about something from pop culture, and we talk about and drink beer. All right, so we got a lot to do. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Dan chose the band this week, and appropriately, they are not pop punk. They are metal. <laughs> metal. <laughs> Power metal, like... Synthy metal, like all kinds of metal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they are called uh, Unleash the Archers. They are from uh, the other Vancouver, the one in BC. And they have been active since uh, 2007. So they've been around for a while. They have uh, five albums, a couple of EPs, a bunch of singles. Uh, they are on uh, Napalm Records. So they're also a little bigger than some of the bands we talk about. But, you know, we've talked about big bands before. But, um, but yeah, they have a very, uh, they have a very epic metal sound and yes. um mm-hmm. i think you've mentioned them before and i in connection to something i don't remember what that was so it was their concept album apex ah. it's very much in the vein of bone storm ah. very much so okay and then that was and coincidentally my neighbor tony we would listen to this song like just playing card games ascension stuff like that they'll, they'll be our background track mm. and then our morning carpool was that album Okay. It's <laughs> so like starting your day with that. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you start listening to the, the lyrics and stuff, you're like, wait, they're telling a story. So then that's when I started to get into it. And then like um, Tony saw them live when they came through here. So we're like, oh, okay. Mm. They actually, there's actually a chance I can go see them. So mm. yeah, that, that's why I started this obsession with uh, Unleash the Archers. <laughs> yeah, nice. Like, like that one in their latest uh, album abyss it's the sequel to the first story apex okay okay so yeah yeah really freaking awesome cool so is it like uh, i mean I, I, I listened to it i didn't check out the words but is it like uh is it kind of a dnd ish kind of story or? oh yeah so um they have this protagonist called the immortal and he's cursed that whoever wakes him up he has to serve them no matter what oh. so this time he gets woken up and he's like, what the hell? It's thousands of years before. There's no one there. So he walks around and he finds out that this lady, the matriarch. Yeah, yeah, I heard that song, <laughs> oh, the matriarch. The matriarch. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, holy shit, I got to bring this up to the guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. So she's like, okay. She's like a badass and everyone's afraid of her and shit. But she's like, I need to do this ritual before the stars align and stuff so I can become a mortal. Hmm. But so the task is I need to go find my four sons so I can go, you know, stabby stab and do this. <laughs> I can kill them and, you know, become a mortal. Right. So he's like, okay, whatever, you know. But she's like, oh, well, I'll break the curse too, you know, just because. But we're like, oh, I've got to work for you anyway. So, you know, sweeten the deal, I guess. Mm. But I don't know. So he goes around finding the sons and like one's a liar and stuff. So he's like, oh, okay, yeah, you just manipulate people. 
shank okay next one next one <laughs> there's one where uh, this guy's in charge of all of their armies uh, the matriarch's army so that's that one song like ten thousand against one. Oh yeah 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 so he's like dude this is like literal bone storm like olin he's like taking everybody out kind of <laughs> shit and we're like dude this is crazy and then so he gets to the final son and he's just an average dude he's like he has a wife a son he's like oh crap moral issue you know uh. <laughs> so once once that's all done he's ritual's done and she's like uh the matriarch's like yeah no go back to your hole she's like well go figure and he kind of embraces his character you know goes back to sleep okay oh very yeah it's very bone stormy man it's like which is our yeah nobody's hero line right (laughs) yeah he's no one knows but why i keep saying bone storm all the time yeah (laughs) cool did you actually get to see them live no i didn't have enough vacation saved oh damn it's lame yeah, I think they came to like the Tonic or some something like that. No shit. Yeah, wow. yeah, like little intimate venues and stuff. Oh, oh or wow. was it Dante's? Well, one of those two. One like of a small, two. a small place. Yeah, so wow. just smaller venues and stuff. Yeah, Dante's would definitely be a a place for them. Yeah. Although uh, I would be surprised about Tonic because like the last year or so that they were in existence, they basically went metal. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like there were some punk shows there, but primarily they became like a metal venue so it would not be surprising at all Mm -hmm. i mean i know the one time uh brian and i played there uh and actually had a really nice setup i mean it wasn't a huge stage or anything but man the sound system was really nice i mean they were definitely set up for good shows yeah oh cool so i i would definitely be able to see that venue is is being part of this but but yeah i i think epic Metal is definitely the right term. I I, I felt like um, everything they did was very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could see like I couldn't. I don't know that I would see myself listening to this just like driving around like on a road trip or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I, I could see a lot of people doing that, but I I could definitely see like listening to this playing D and D. Playing a video game, um, or or definitely seeing it as a soundtrack, like mm-hmm. totally getting into this as like you know the roll credits or the fucking fight scene or whatever you right, know yeah, definitely yeah. would like be like yeah you know yeah. <laughs> right on actually so. the, the last song on um, Abyss it, it sounds exactly like that it sounds like a perfect movie score they yeah. have all these layers and stuff and I'm like how the hell did this probably Napalm had something to do with that mm-hmm. i mean it sounds like it was literally fil- like recorded on like george lucas's place you know <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. damn yeah yeah um they they, they kind of reminded me a little bit of uh one of my favorite bands uh, in this moment i don't know if you guys have listened to them um another like kind of a, you know a metal band you know fronted by a woman um they have that kind of similar uh similar i know, I know of also. in this moment yes yeah. i've heard some stuff oh, cool, cool. Uh, what's that singer britney slays yeah she's like classically trained too so oh. it kind of has that surge thing going on where like okay you went classical now you're into metal and like that's how you can belt all this crazy cool shit right like, yeah like there's like a on youtube there's a vocal coach that did a review of um i think the first track off of apex and she was like holy crap <laughs> whoa how the hell are you doing that kind of thing <laughs> It was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And then like their second album, they how it's all spacey and stuff. It's like hold on, the follow up to Apex, Abyss. That one, um like he wakes up in space now. That's why it's uh-huh. all synthy and like total like heavy metal esque, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it turns out um that one like he gets woken up by 
the grandson of one of the sons that he had to take out from the matriarch. Okay. So now, like, the grandson woke him up. And it's like, all right, now we're going after the matriarch. Ah. So we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> What's going on here, man? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, um, if Wikipedia is correct, which I hope it is, they have, they're planning two graphic novels. So we're like, dude, we got comics ah. and manga and stuff. Nice. They're, yeah, like, yeah. like, our nerdy metal partners up there in bc right. <laughs> cool cool very cool yeah so um yeah I, I know you mentioned them before and so i'm glad you kind of brought them up again um you know so we could talk about them and you know have an excuse to listen to them and uh you know get to check out their stuff so good hell choice yeah Dan. hell yeah i've been sitting on that one for a while nice. <laughs> this is before the pandemic <laughs> This is a good opportunity because, like, I, I, you know, I've texted to remind everybody, you know, to remind Kyle to, you know, I'm having a band, and I guess uh, you must have been busy. And then Dan jumped in and filled the space, and it was like, I have a band. Because I was actually listening to that at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was testing out my new earbuds that I got for my phone because you can't plug in any kind of headset at all, so it was, was kind of stupid. So I was like, all right, so I bought head you know, earbuds, testing it out, and like turn on Spotify, and least the Archers was on. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay, well, what about this one? Yeah, yeah. cool. Yes, I was out and about. I was off that day. Uh, school district was off, so I took the day off. And uh, Bobby and I went and uh, ate at a place that we could not eat before because someone was lame and couldn't eat eggs. <laughs> and basically, that disqualifies the entire menu. Uh, but we went to the La Provence over here by the hub. Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, my God. You have to go there. All right. Uh, just know that uh, basically anytime you go there, you're going to wait at least 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> you will not go in there and just walk in unless okay. unless you're by yourself and there's room at the bar. Okay. Then you could do it. But, um, oh my God, it's so worth it. Dude, everything there was ridiculously good. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to check so. that out. And, you know, and so while you were doing that, we got uh, to get yeah. exposed mm-hmm. to another cool band uh from dan yeah. so hell I am, yeah uh, i'm yeah. down with that all I right was. so that is uh, unleash the archers from vancouver bc canada all right okay moving on to the pop culture uh more another dan selection uh, oh yeah yeah we're doing that this <laughs> yeah it's uh love and monsters and i have a lot to say about this movie so. i love it no. yeah uh, love and monsters um it is a uh it's it's a it's a like an adventure coming of age film um i th- it came out in 2020 I, i'm pretty sure they're planning for it to have a kind of a wide re- theatrical release but because of covid they, that fucked up all their plans i'm sure and it ended up sort of being like you know kind of a, a you know like a limited theatrical release and then then it went to streaming and now it's on amazon prime i had always meant to check it out because uh it's sort of a it's sort of an, like an old, it has an all-star genre cast. Like it, the lead guy is Dylan O'Brien, who was Thomas from the Maze Runner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, right. And then the, uh, you know, the, the female lead is Jessica Henwick, who is, you know, the genre queen. She's been in Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Iron Fist, the new Matrix movie. I think she's playing like genre bingo. She just needs to be in like Star Trek and maybe Fantastic <laughs> Beasts. And then she'll have it all checked off. So. Wow. She's like collecting infinity stones. And like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so she's in it. And then it has... Uh, Yandu from uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. I know, right? That was a trip. Yeah. That was so, a trip. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, that I always kind of want to check it out, but I guess, I don't know. I guess it just sort of slipped under the radar, unfortunately, because it's this is a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad that you brought it up. Mm. 
And you've said you've, you watched it twice already or something, right? Or yeah, yeah. The first time, okay, Molly always does this thing to me where I'm like, I'll be in the back room or something. I'm like checking out my computer or whatever. And she'll be in the living room and I'm on my way to the fridge or something. And she'll be watching a movie. I see this scene that I'm totally captivated in and then end up watching the whole movie standing in the hallway. <laughs> you know, just like, I, I, I'm, I'm invested now. Yeah. I'm invested. And this was, this was one of them during the frog scene. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm like, this is like fallout the game what <laughs> yeah oh, like, let's back up a little bit uh, i think you know, well first of all we're going to spoil love and monsters and to talk about what it's about it's kind of like um i guess there's this there's been this monster apocalypse where mm-hmm. like the earth was going to get destroyed by a meteor and that was called agatha 616 right right uh, another genre yeah. not <laughs> and uh you know to defend the earth against the meteor they blew it up but then unfortunately the the rockets that they blew the meteor up with or the asteroid up with had like you know uh, poisonous fallout or whatever that ended up mutating all the animals on <laughs> yeah, the planet and turning them cold blooded right yeah, yeah. everything yeah everything cold blooded <laughs> turning them into giant monsters so um so so the so the plot of the movie is it's, it's after that and then our our protagonist uh, Thomas from the Maze Runner is living in, in like a colony and then he he decides that uh, he's gonna go travel undertake this hazardous journey like eighty something mile journey to go. Uh, reunite with his with his old girlfriend who who they got separated when the the, the apocalypse yeah. happened. seven years later seven years later mm-hmm. yeah so so that so the movie is kind of about his journey and what happens after that and um, yeah like I, I don't know but what were you saying you were saying something oh right? like it's like Fallout the game right kind of right, thing right. yeah yeah like everything's mutated all the monsters are like like a Jackson chameleon is now sixty feet tall and you're like and and the dog's your companion I'm like. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> so you watch it from the frog scene on, and then you went back and watched it. Yeah, and then I watched it from like the very, very beginning. Then I'm like, oh, okay, uh, well, I didn't miss much. But hey, since I'm here, I'll just watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, th- okay. So the things I wanted to say about this was like, I think, um, okay, well, first of all, you know, it, it's a it's it's a typical kind of hero's journey, coming of age story. And it follows like these story beats that I think, you know, if you've been hanging around me long enough, you kind of know by now, like, yes. you know, that these beats are, they're sort of predictable. Yeah. But that's what makes a, a good story. I mean, that's, you know, that's, you know, good story construction. That's what gets you into it. And that's what makes it, you know, that, that's what makes it make sense. And, you know, gives, brings you on this emotional arc of, you know, of, the, of your main character and everything. And, and, it, and it works. And I think, you know, maybe people, if people could criticize it for being, you know, predictable or whatever, I don't know. I mean, it has like a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and, yeah. you know, and, mm. you know, like, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I mean, I, I could see things coming, you know, like, <laughs> way in advance, right. but, you know, I still enjoyed it because, you know, it was, it was satisfying, right. I think. And, um, yeah, and yeah, it was, it was just, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun and, uh, just, you know, um, kind of had the it, it 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 hit the right notes at the right time yeah there's even a little bit of a you know some surprises at the end like yes. uh you know with the the captain guy but you kind of saw right oh yeah, I saw that yeah. even that yeah. even that it's like you knew this guy was no good right from the beginning yeah yeah since yeah, oh i'm sorry go give one <laughs> well no i mean even even when even when uh all he was doing was talking on the radio he hadn't even left on his journey yet and they're like oh yeah these people have shown up and and uh yeah they're gonna they're gonna help us out i'm like those people aren't gonna help you out <laughs> No, I don't believe that for a fucking second, right? <laughs> and sure enough, you know, these people were yeah. no good. 
They were garbage. I was going to say, as soon as he came out, I'm like, oh, no, he's handsome. They're all evil. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You can tell. This guy's a total fucking douchebag. So, Uh, but, um, oh, the giant crab at the end, I was like, that's the crab from Love, Love, uh, Love, Death Death and Robots. Robots. Yeah. Oh, fucking A. Yeah, dude. As soon as we saw the crab, Bobby and I both looked at each other like, what? What the fuck is this? I'm sure, it a, I'm sure it was a complete coincidence, but it was like the exact same crap. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, no, love and monsters, love, death, and robots. Right, I'm like, yeah. uh, but the one, But the one from love, death, and robots was way more evil. This one was, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. This this one was being controlled <laughs> to be victim. evil. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, it was a good movie, man. Uh, and what's funny is it was on my list. Um, oh, it was? Yeah. I, <laughs> cool, I actually cool. had it on my list. And we, I was getting ready, to, you know, figuring I was going to watch it in the next couple of weeks. And then you're like, yeah, I just watched Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, we should talk about that or one. Love and Monsters. Like, or Love and, I'm uh, sorry, Love and Monsters, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, well, fucking A. So, all right. Yeah. I'm in now. Mines. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really good. And and what I liked about it, too, was that, so there's a huge difference, you know, like, like I would have loved this movie, like, in the 80s when I was a kid, right? But... Back then, like, he would have shown up and they would have been immediately fallen in love because he, like, uh, he came all this way to see her, blah, blah, right, blah, right? right. And which, which totally twisted me. I, I had to become un-80s'd before I could actually, like, date as an adult. I was so, <laughs> like, I was, I was steered so wrong by the 80s movies. I mean, it's like nothing is like this at all, right? right? So anyway, so but what I liked about it was that, I mean, it was pretty realistic. I mean, yeah. like seven years has gone by, and he shows up, and she's like, yeah, not really into you anymore, right. you know? Yeah. It's it's like, I mean, and, and you know, didn't really expect you to um, basically uh, risk your life for 80 fucking miles just to come see me, which was pretty much sure assured death right i mean you know it's like it was something nice to talk about and then he really does it yeah and it's like whoa but yeah like like you said i'm glad they didn't make it worse you know it was you know this happy reunion oh yeah gosh but you know the thing is but so that wasn't really and in the end that wasn't the point the point was the journey turned you know made him exactly you know know, he grew from that journey just as a person uh, you know uh, that kind of thing that was the whole that was that that was was the the whole point then like oddly enough that inspired all that senior community like all of them to just leave and i'm like wait that's the dumbest thing you could do <laughs> like, like you just fortified this area right now you got a pet crab that's your friend right. you might want to hang out for a little while right? nope let's bail and we're like okay i mean that's cool you inspired everyone to do it but i mean this lady's 80 with an oxygen tank i mean how far is she gonna make it? <laughs> you know? right some fun facts to finish up with this uh it was written by the same guy who wrote the babysitter remember that the babysitter the movie oh, that no we all shit. watched yeah yeah the, hor- uh, that- the kind of horror movie yeah yeah no shit yeah. yep written by right same on. guy and it was uh produced by sean levy who you know was free guy mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. new deadpool you know stranger things all that kind of thing nice um and my favorite fun fact of all was that uh the stunt coordinator had to work with jessica henwick to make her look less competent <laughs> like dumb it down yeah because, like, like flail your arms a little more well, you know, like, because she's so like you know she's training martial arts and you know she's done all these stunt training for all her other roles mm-hmm. that yeah she had you know 
they had to work with her to make her not be as good. <laughs> oh, and that fight, <laughs> the fight scene, scene? Uh, yeah. yeah, when she took on the three, oh, the two guys, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was kind of like that. That took me by surprise. I knew her roles, her roles before, but now in this this character, all of a sudden, like picked up a steel plate and charged uh, someone with a gun and like literally blocked all the shots and I'm like when did you turn into Captain America <laughs> there was that but, yeah, but like, the actual hand to hand part they had to make her look you know less trained so <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but anyway like one more thing is uh, Jessica Hamwick is my first choice for the lead role of April Hayashi in our baseball rom-com and so uh, Jessica if you hear this if you're in our movie you don't have to do any fighting there's no fighting at all <laughs> There's arguing, <laughs> but there was no hand-to-hand fighting. So we can put a fight scene in there if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, during bars a in. lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Someone could be an asshole to you at the bar or something. You can. Like, <laughs> True. You can give them some instant karma, yeah, some maybe. Kind of like Dodgers fan or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> but you know, if you want to take a break from doing that kind of thing, then this you know this is your project. Anyway, so that, that is uh, that is Love and Monsters, which is now streaming on Amazon Prime. All right, uh, so moving on to the beer. Kyle brought the beer. Uh, it's another entry from, um, uh, what are they called again? Black Raven. Black Raven, right. We just had the blueberry beer from them a few weeks ago, and uh, this is their Trickster IPA, and it is uh, it is a heavy hitter at 6.9%, so we're just having uh, smaller samples of it today. And, uh, yeah, it says that it's well-balanced, full hop flavor, Citrusy and piney. And, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. It is It is uh, very much so. Uh, I, w- I would even go so far as to say slightly dank. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, you made a piney beer, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that. You used, like, what was it, spruce spruce tips or something? Yes, or? spruce tips. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that one. That was the one. So I didn't hop it because I wasn't sure... Uh, what would happen? And I was like, "Well, I need to know what the what the pine is going to taste like." And you and Brian loved it. I ended up. I think I brought most of it to you guys to like drink because I couldn't stand it. <laughs> I, I, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, I think I would like it. I would make it again. But I would then. Now that I know how it works, I would add in hops. And there, I think the balance between the hops and the and the spruce tips would work a lot better. Mm. Uh, plus, I really didn't know what to use because um, I have seen recipes where they're like, dude, you have to use so much of these spruce tips. And then other people are like, no, no, just use a little bit because you you can really overdo it very easily. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, there is, there's no in between on here. Like, like I either like like I don't get anything or I completely fucking blow it. You know, I, I don't know what to do here. So so what I did was I, I, I did what I felt was a good like in between and it was definitely too much. Mm. Uh so I would definitely like be a little less heavy handed and then actually mix hops in with it. Okay. And then I think it would be a really good beer. So if I was brewing beer more often, I would go clip my tree right now because they have <laughs> spruce tips. Ooh. Yeah, maybe I'll do it, and then we'll just we'll see if maybe some time becomes available. I can make a spruce tip beer again. Yeah, with mm. hops. But yeah, uh, so yeah, I like this beer. Even Bobby liked it. So she is not into the IPAs. She's no. one of the people, you know, one of those people that like no, it's way too much for me, right? Mm. But she always tries them, and uh, she was actually down for this 
um, she took a drink last night was like, yeah, it's actually really good. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I mean, she was like, yeah, it's at the it's at the fucking like top end of what I can take hop wise. But she's like, it's really good. Like goes down really nice. My guess is that the that that there potentially the citrus is maybe coming from citra hops, which would make sense as to why she likes it so much because she loves citra beer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like it. It's uh, so it. I mean, it tastes like it could be a seven per six point nine percent seven percent beer, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. I mean, it's right. still like it's still light enough to where I mean, I may want not want to drink this on like a hundred degree day, mm-hmm. but just a nice summer day. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not too much at all. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. This is perfect for sweater weather, which is like today. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it. It definitely fits uh, multiple, uh, I guess, ambiances. That uh, yeah, I definitely dig it. I think these guys make really good beer. They do. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Raven Brewing Company in uh, Woodenville, Washington. Ah, mm, so good. They I, might uh, as well just go through their whole their whole line. Might right? as well. <laughs> well, I mean, if they keep getting stuff released here, without a doubt. I think I saw some other things from them in at Bevmo the last time I went. Besides the blueberry one. Oh, Bevmo. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, where did I get this? I think, I think I was at Safeway. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I think we went there and and uh, I just was like, well, while we're here, I'll check. And I almost wasn't going to get anything and just figured I would find something at uh, Walmart who ama- has an amazing selection. I just never would have thought that. <laughs> but uh, I always looked at like. Um, Safeway is being like really uh, having great selection. Mm. Uh, and I mean, they do. But um, uh, I even think Walmart's better. But we just happened to be there and I saw the Black Raven and I- I'm immediately drawn to it just by the can. Yeah. It looks so cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, there's, two, there's two designs on it, too. Yeah. And, and Bobby even saved one. She's like kept it. Oh, She's cool. going to make something out of it. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> but, uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's great artwork. But uh, yeah, it really tastes good, and I want to get some more of that blueberry, man. I want to. Where you got that at Bevmo? Yep. I'm gonna get some of that. Yep. I'm gonna get some of that and get some fucking blueberry donuts. Oh man, oh. <laughs> you got together? Yep. Oh, oh, breakfast. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> that sounds pretty epic. All right, so that is the uh, Trickster IPA from Black Raven Brewing Company. Right okay. on. Keep so, it up, Black Raven. So we are down to the la- uh, second to last uh, pair of hot sauces, and we got a red and a green. And what are they? What do we? What are? I- so the green one is extra hot jalapeno hot sauce, and the guy on it is El Dude. <laughs> El Dude. El Duderino. I mean, and then the other one. Thing. Oh, here we go. The other one is extremely. Habe- or extreme habanero. Oh boy. Okay. Practice may have just gotten extreme. a little bit different. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start off with the extra hot jalapeno. Okay. We'll just drink the pain away. Yeah. Right? There Here go. we go. That's a good idea. Oh, that's an emo song and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here you go, Dan. Right. Oh. Whoa. There's plenty of vinegar in now. Holy crap. Just the vinegar alone was uh, just gave me a smack in the face. Wow. Mm. Oh wow. So, 
I inhaled the vinegar before I even tasted my right. Hit my tongue. Oh my god! So I mean, for for jalapeno sauce, I will definitely say this is extra hot. But oh, it's, there it is. It's not super hot though. Uh, I mean, mm. it's like it's definitely. So if you had green Tabasco, uh, this would definitely rate well above that. But it's definitely not going to give any competition to a habanero or ghost pepper or anything like that. Mm. Uh, I thought I had the green Tabasco. <laughs> Remember oh. from the, that Christmas gift you gave me? Yeah. <laughs> the little tiny bottle keychain. I love yeah. that. I've already used half of them. Okay. So here we go with the <sighs> extreme habanero. This might be extremely painful. Let's see. All right. Here you go, Dan. All right. Start your engines. Okay. I'm okay right now. Kind of feeling it. Oh, God. There it is. <laughs> Holy shit. Woo! Ah. Probably shouldn't be drinking a 6.9 right now. Let's see. Oh, wow. Oh, it's a creeper. Um, the creepers are always the hot ones. If I'm already here uh, in five minutes, it's going to be um, probably an emergency situation. Uh-oh. Holy okay. shit. <laughs> there we go. Wow. I like this one. Oh, geez. There it is. Wow. Like you instantly want more or you want to just like shove your head underwater. Right. Oh my God. My head is on fire. And I already drank all of my... Uh... <laughs> oh shit. Oh my God. We're going to get hammered just putting out the fire. <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. Uh, that one is uh, true to its word. It is definitely extreme habanero. Whew. Motherfucker. It keeps wow. going. Yeah, that's the problem with habanero. You think, it, you think it's bad right now? Wait for in five minutes. Oh my god, dude! I'm gonna break a sweat any second here. Son of a bitch! Wow. All right. See, if we're gonna be doing this kind of shit, man, we need to get like a video podcast mm-hmm. so people can watch us and grimace and pain. Right. <laughs> well, you know then. The next episode that we have, the hot we have, we have two left, and one of them is the ghost pepper. So, oh, holy oh. shit, dude! <laughs> Damn, we we do not have a good history with ghost peppers. We, still we, should, we should tell the ghost pepper story, the ghost pepper burger story next time when we do that. We will. So, yeah, let's definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! Best worst idea ever. <laughs> Wor- best worst idea, I think, or worst uh-huh. best idea. You know, like something you remember for you know forever. So. Right? Uh, it's like remember the time we. Yeah. 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 Right. You got to have you know you have something like that you know in your history, right? Remember, remember the time we drove the car off the ditch and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right that kind of thing. So, so ours was uh, yeah, ours was um, yeah trying to kill ourselves with ghost peppers. Right. But we will talk about that next time. So, yes. Anyway, so that is it for this episode of Second Player Speaks. We are Second Player Score. Holy we are shit. a band <laughs> for how much longer? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yes, we uh, we make music and we make this podcast. But we also make other kinds of cool stuff like uh, comic books and novels. And Kyle's a DJ. We talked about his radio show before, which is um, getting squatchy on 99wnrr.com every Thursday from 2.30 to 4 Pacific. Dan's our Twitch streamer at uh, twitch.tv, second player score. I am the author of the Joel Suzuki series of novels. You can find that at joelsuzuki.com. We have unproduced screen movie screenplays that we are trying to get produced. Like I, to- like I talked about the, uh, the baseball rom-com, which is uh, called Try Again Tomorrow. And uh, it... it Kind of, uh, it arose after um, a few years. I wrote a few years ago 
after I got really frustrated with the Mariners missing the postseason yet again. <laughs> uh, and so, the, you know, the, so the movie kind of attempts to explain why they have never made the playoffs in the last couple of decades. And, you know, um, the like I said, uh, the, the lead role, my first choice would be Jessica Henwick. If, uh, you know, if that could happen, that would be awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, then, you know, then she can kind of move out of her, her genre bingo thing and mm-hmm. <laughs> do something else, uh, to broaden, you know, broaden, broaden her resume. But anyway, so you can check us out at secondplayerscore.com, like us on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So. And tune in next week when you can find out what it's like to live life without taste buds. Right. <laughs> oh, and, uh, so Listen to Unleash the Archers uh, from Vancouver on Napalm Records, Vancouver, BC. Uh, watch Love and Monsters on Amazon Prime. And drink the Trickster IPA from Black Raven Brewing. Currently at Safeway. <laughs> Currently in my belly. Yeah. <laughs> and in my belly. All right. And we'll see you next time. <sighs> see you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.